0: buying a single family property, and you are trying to figure out if it works or not as a rental. <clears throat> so you're trying to figure out, essentially, your reserves on the property, right? Most people are like, hey, look, the mortgage is, I don't know, $1,000, and I can rent it for $1,500. Sweet, I'm making $500. wrong, very wrong. Don't do that. That's not how you do it. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. It's just... Um, you gotta take some other stuff into account, right? So, you need to take into account um, four main things, right? And that's your management, your vacancy, your capex, and your maintenance, right? Very, very important. Very, 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 important. So, for example, uh, I usually, on a single family, let's say, I usually say, I don't know, 10% uh, management, like 8% vacancy, and the reason it's 8% Approximately a month, right? So you want to have a month just in case it takes longer to get a tenant in there You got to do a turn whatever it is, right? And then capex 3% capex is like capital expenditures, which is Roof furnace like high high dollar high ticket items uh, windows siding whatever right and Maintenance is usually like five percent, right? but those are kind of just rule of thumb numbers and every property is going to be different and right, every area is going to be different too at the same time, right? So for example, your management, um, depending on the area or how much rent it is, uh, they might charge like an 8% or a 10% or maybe they just do a flat fee, right? So it, it just depends and it also depends on how many properties the manager is <clears throat> managing that are of yours, right? Because usually, you usually get a better deal. Um, to go along with that vacancy, it might be less depending on your market. I always just make it 8%, just in a rule of thumb. Sometimes I'll make it 4 um, but I usually try to stick to 8 because if you got to deviate too far off those numbers, then you're just doing stuff to make the deal work, right? And you shouldn't. It's called forcing numbers, right? You don't want to be forcing numbers to make a deal work just by tweaking a percent here or there just to barely make it work, right? Um, That's not a very good deal most of the time. Um, So yeah, we talk about vacancy. It's usually about a month, super hot market, right? It could be next day, right? And also you gotta look at the area, right? So houses in a lower rent area. So let's say a house that rents for, I don't know, $800, a month in like a not as nice area you probably can't start showing that thing like a month early right properties in a nicer area when you have really good tenants you can probably start showing that property with the tenants still in there and you can get the new tenant to move in pretty much the day or the day after <laughs> your other tenants move out right so you also got to factor that in, right capital expenditures again you need to calculate that based on the house, right? So if the house has new roof, new furnace, new everything, your CapEx is gonna be a lot smaller than the house that you bought that needs all those things in the next five years, right? Um, because that's the whole point of doing it. You set all that money aside, so that way when you do have to have a repair, you you still in the cash flow, everything's good, but that money's just sitting there waiting for those repairs to come, right? And then maintenance, 5%, that's usually pretty high. Um, I usually keep it lower, a little lower than that, but um, usually when you buy a new property, depending, I don't think I've ever bought a property that's a rental that hasn't came with some sort of surprise, right? And that may be, I don't know, tree roots in the sewer system, or that may be some other crazy thing. or it might not even be a crazy thing. It might just be the previous landlord fixed it, but they didn't fix it right. And to me, I try to make sure everything's fixed right because if it's fixed right to begin with, <laughs> then it's going to last longer. It's going to be a just better scenario um, the whole way along, right? But you also got to make, like when you look at the maintenance thing, you got to look at like, okay, I just bought a house that, It has been completely rehabbed so everything's new so your maintenance on that place should be pretty much zero right there shouldn't be doors falling off cabinets or right just crazy little things breaking because it's all new and it should all be done right right so it's hard to kind of say these numbers because every scenario is different but you got to pretty much look at every house that you're underwriting and be like all right I need you know, this house needs a new roof in three years, so you gotta start saving for that, right? Hopefully you've got a discount on the price to make up for it, but either way, um, you always gotta make sure that these numbers, and the other argument, we gotta cover this one, is like, oh, well I manage it, so I don't need to put in eight or 10% for management. Well, yeah you do, because um, your goal as an investor is to get cash flow. Right, so if you are going to manage it yourself, you still want to pay yourself for that. Because a lot of people don't account for management and they're making maybe, I don't know, 10%. So if you take away the management, they're really not making anything. So are they really an investor? No, they're a property manager (laughs) where they have pretty much zero upside and all the downside, right? So make sure to always, always calculate. Your numbers and always keep good reserves on properties because um, you don't want to be stuck in a spot where you spent all your money on a property and the furnace goes out and you have no furnace to put in for your tenant right because that's not a good look for you or for them or for anyone involved so always make sure you have plenty of reserves on every property right and this is just for single families right on we can cover some of the other ones you would do like multi-family stuff in another video, but hope this video helped. If you have any questions or if you want my super awesome calculator that I made um, in an Excel sheet, I'd be happy to share that with you. So it is easier for you to run numbers. Hey, thank you for listening to the Success Trajectory Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends about us. For more content, you can follow me on Instagram at RealTO Bogden. And everywhere else, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, TO Bogden. Thanks again, and I'll see you on the next one.